you have a tool with gratitude to help mitigate for the things that are life. Because as you said, life can sometimes be very challenging. It can sometimes be flat out hard. And gratitude is a tool that helps mitigate for that. It empowers you to have options other than the bad thing that's happening to you. Stay connected to gratitude. Hit the follow button right now and join thousands of listeners tuning in each week. We're the Gratitude Seekers. Come join us. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Our guest today is a professional conflict mediator and author that focuses on conflict coaching, family, and elder care mediation. She's the proud mother of five grown children and the grandmother of four lively little ones. And um, today we're going to be speaking about conflict how does it happen and what we can do about it from the standpoint of um, it taking it taking us away from that beautiful feeling of gratitude that uh, we choose to be and we want to be in and uh, I'm sure that you have had this experience as well I know I have even though I'm grateful uh, and uh, I'm appreciating the good things in my life Whenever something happens and I'm um, in some kind of conflict, I I just focus so much on it that it just takes me away from that beautiful feeling of gratitude. So uh, we have Kimberly Best here with us to talk about conflict and how to mediate it. Kim, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you. And I am very grateful to be here. <laughs> so am I. So am I. I think uh, it's it's a wonderful topic, and you've done some amazing things. And uh, I really admire your your courage. And um, yeah, I I wanted to go for for the short version for your introduction, but I would love to for you to share more about you, about the, the amazing things that you're doing, and the the complicated uh, situations in which you. Uh, get yourself into to help I, I think that's just amazing oh well thank you for that um the thing i've learned about conflict and i got into you know as a registered nurse for a long time i got into studying conflict from going through um, a, a very nasty divorce and i realized that there was there had to be a way to do disagreement better um and then as i um, went through graduate school and the other courses that I did, I realized that, you know, most of us don't like conflict. <laughs> and <laughs> partly the reason we don't like conflict is because we don't have the tools to handle it. Um, when we have a skill at something, it makes it not so bad. But conflict in itself feels threatening, and that just is. Um, so it's it's never going to feel good. But I think if you look at it as a problem to solve. So conflict is normal. And I know a lot of people think it's a sign that something, it shouldn't happen. We tell ourselves a story that conflict shouldn't happen. Uh, 
And when we use shoulds, it's like, okay, is that a true story? Because maybe it's not that it shouldn't happen because it actually should. Even ourselves are in conflict. Conflict is hardwired into life. And I think one way to turn that into gratitude is conflict is always an opportunity to grow. Uh, it's always an opportunity to learn more about yourself. And it's always an opportunity to learn more about the other person. And I think if you can take out the who's right and who's wrong and make it a goal to learn, um, it can change not what conflict initially feels like, but what it feels like as you move through it, if that makes sense. Um, as for your question about me and what I do in conflict, the, the scope is pretty pretty large because I've found that um, the tools apply no matter if you're working with interpersonal conflict or conflict between two people, family conflict, conflict in business. It grows bigger to community conflict. And um, then it goes bigger to national conflicts and international conflicts and wars. The, the, many of the principles are the same, if not all. So I do work on a smaller scale with individuals coaching, with couples, with families, um, elders, you mentioned, I work with companies in conflict. I do, um, I mediate for the Los Angeles City Attorney's Office, their police community conflict, which is uh, just a beautiful thing to have people at such opposite extremes of um, positions come together and see each other's point of view, which is what mediation and conflict management does. Um, and two, you know, consulting on, uh, on, on bigger conflicts um, that, are, that are around the world. So um, it, it's life-changing for the people that we work with, all of us mediators and conflict managers, and uh, shout out to Mediators Beyond Borders, which does work uh, around the world. I've been a member of them for a long time. But the, the beautiful thing about learning how to do conflict better is it builds peace in our own lives and gradually will build peace throughout the world as more and more people learn how to do conflict better. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because even the, the bigger conflicts, like you mentioned, are just small conflicts that grew in time and became something quite big mm. and um yeah uh, it's it's really beautiful because it's like a, it has this spiritual side to it you know like we can uh we can start with ourselves and we can start small mm. and in that way we can um have an impact on the world itself so i really love that and um yeah i think i think you're you're doing some amazing work like like i said because one of the things that I've seen in, in my experience is that usually, uh, personally at least, we have we, we get into uh, conflicts with the people we care most about, and uh, in the relationships we we care um, most about, and uh, that's very interesting because we we don't want that. And still that happens. And um, it's the same relationships that bring us the most gratitude. And that's why I believe uh, having the kind of resources and the tools to 
manage conflict better is is so important. So let's start from um, the, the the smaller things. So the, the the personal experiences. How can we deal with conflict better in our own maybe family um, experience? Yeah. So I I want to just briefly address what you said about the spiritual side. It, it is spiritual because when we're in conflict, we're showing a part of ourselves that maybe you know we're not so proud of. We're seeing that we're bringing we're bringing a problem to light. And when we use conflict management and mediation and listen and try to understand each other's perspective and try to design um, what we want next to look like instead of worrying about what happened in the past so much and and who did what and what time of day it was and all the things that make us go sideways. I have always experienced that space as as miraculous, as so spiritual because um, that's where we're supposed to be. Not that it's supposed to be easy, but that there's just grace when you open up the space to understand and to listen. So there are some few things that, you know, you can consider and take with you into any conflict. And number one, I think when you feel that conflict, um, what is the problem to be solved? What is the need that needs to be met? What's missing for someone or yourself? Um, that is that you can identify from you. That is not to hand it to the other person and say, well, you did, because that's not a good way to start a conversation. But coming from a place of what I needed or how this affected me, very vulnerable to say, you know, what that was like for you. So it's a problem to solve. And the person, your partner, whoever you're in conflict with, is not the problem. The problem is the problem. So we make the person the problem. My wife is a problem. My friend is a problem. We can't solve for people, but if we identify the problem, we can solve the problem. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from calorie-smart keto protein plus to vegan and veggie and they're ready in just two minutes customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle also discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast on-the-go lunch snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long Head to factormeals.com slash gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com slash gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Especially together. Um, so that's that's the first one. The a second one I'd say is we have a tendency to um, identify people by their worst moments and make that the entire person. So mm -hmm. you had a conflict with someone, they blew up. That's all we see is that. And I think to remember when we're in conflict with someone that they're more and we've had more experience with them than this bad experience. So remember the good, like hold the good. 
I feel like with um, couples, with just about even the bigger conflicts, our social conflicts, we're often arguing about being right. Mm -hmm. And we're often arguing to win. And I have a very wise friend who's so smart. Uh, decades ago, she said to me, you know, Kim, when I, when I fight with my husband, I always win because I'm better with words, because I'm more you know, assertive than he is. And one day I realized that for me to win, I have to make him lose. And mm -hmm. I want to love enough that I don't have to make someone lose. So love enough that you don't have to make something wrong, someone wrong. Because the truth is in a conflict, we do hold at least two truths. There is not one truth. There's your truth and there's the other person's truth. And there will be a commonality in it. But we tend to want someone to see everything through our eyes and agree with all of us, everything we said. Uh, we, we need to let go of that because that's not attainable. Um, yeah, so... So looking for what is right in a conflict, what the other person is saying, listening to understand uh, is, is a good way to do that. And maybe to value the relationship more than being right. Yeah. I love that. And it, it actually is related to, to gratitude. Like the, the mm -hmm. first thing that you mentioned, the fact that we should have the, the whole perspective and not just the the conflict itself and the the worst thing that the the other person said or did but to actually appreciate the whole relationship and all of the things that that person means to us or that uh, all of the qualities that the, that person has instead of just thinking about the last bad thing that she or he said right exactly Exactly. You know, another, uh, I have the wisest friends I'm so grateful for, but uh, a very wise, my muse in my life, I believe we all need someone to help us have that space because when we're in conflict, most people come to me and they're like, he's a narcissist and she's a narcissist. Everybody thinks the other person's a narcissist. <laughs> and the truth is none of us are so narcissistic. All of us are when we're in pain, because when we're in pain, it's all about us. That's, that's just what happens. And we, awareness will help change that. But most of the time, we don't even see that we're making it all about us because we feel threatened in conflict. We've, we, we feel attacked even when we're not. It's just how our body responds, which is a whole other topic. But um, so this wise mind muse says, um, you know, just because I don't agree with you, doesn't mean I'm against you. Mm -hmm. I still love you. It means that I am me. It means that my biology is different. My life experiences are different. So therefore, my views are different. So we have to make that space for someone to be okay being them, which means they won't always agree with us. But right now, we take somebody who doesn't agree with us, say, politically. Say, you hold a different political view. Well, we've, like, I can't have anything to do with a human being who has a different political view than mine. They're a horrible person. When, in fact, we share so much in common. They're, we're parents. We're children. We're siblings. We're, you know, members of our community. We have the same needs. We share all these things. But 
to take one piece of a of someone and reject the whole person because we don't agree with a part of them is is as I hear myself saying this, I'm like, isn't that just a little crazy? Mm, definitely. <laughs> right? So just yeah. because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I'm against you. And it also doesn't mean you have to be against them because that's the energy we create then, right? Like I, 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 I'm guessing you believe that um, energy is contagious, mm-hmm. that you can, there's a, you can sense that and it spreads. So you walk in with anger, it, it, it creates um, suspicion, it creates attention. You walk in with a smile, it creates relaxation. I mean, sometimes coming into conflict, the thing to think before you go into it is what experience am I committed to cause through this? What is it I want to accomplish at the end of this? Do I want to win? And what's the price for that? It's going to hurt the relationship. Do I want to be understood? Fair enough. Am I willing to understand the other person first? Because most of the time it takes listening before someone's willing to hear you. So coming from a place of curiosity, I know how I feel. Explain to me how you feel. And then can I tell you how I feel? You know, and then listening for not what is wrong, because that our tendency is to say, uh-uh, that's not what happened. Uh-uh, that's not what you think. <laughs> My favorite when someone tells you what you think. But it happens. It's common. That's how we've learned to argue. It's it doesn't it doesn't help relationships. Yeah, definitely. And I'm I'm really curious. What's your take on? Um, so I'm sure that there are listeners that fear conflict, and instead of going into a mm-hmm. possible conflict, they just uh, internalize things. How can we um, and in turn, I think that actually leads somewhere along the way to a conflict. Uh, at least this has been my experience. And um, I'm curious, what what's your take on this? That is such a great and beautiful question. Um, I have, I have, so there's, you know, fight, flight, or freeze, or, or fawn, um, give in to make conflict go away. I've I've pulled a lot of people and I find most people are conflict avoidant. And I mean, yeah, some people are hardwired to like conflict, but most of us, most of us don't, um, don't like it very much. So I think I learned I'm conflict avoidant. (laughs) That's part of why I do the work I do, right? It wasn't working out so well, but part of the reason that it wasn't working out so well was I realized I wasn't being honest. Mm. If I'm not saying what's really going on with me, I'm not being honest. And honesty is something I value a lot. And I've always thought myself to be pretty honest. It was a shock to realize if I'm hiding who I really am, I, I cannot tell you how much courage it took to change that. And it still takes courage every time I, I feel like I need to bring up a conflict to be true to the person I'm in conflict with and myself. And the irony of that is it brings people together if it's done well, because there's a wall between us. If I'm hiding part of me that's unhappy or confused or has an unmet need, you can feel that. The other person can feel that. And they start building their own wall. Um, 
lots of things can happen in that. But when you can come to a space where both of you can sit down and work through it, there is almost nothing, nothing that I can think of that uh, starts building um, people together, starts wiring us together as going through that. And part of it is the honesty. When we have a problem and talk about it, chances are the other person, all of us have those problems. All of us feel these things. We don't talk about them. The more I talk to people, the more I realize we all carry so much that we haven't had permission from ourselves and others to bring to light. But I believe that when we bring things to light, they lose their power. You know, they lose their their mystery. Um, we can work with them when we can see them. And that's the same thing that happens with conflict. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I was thinking about just sharing some of the, the, the things that you're going through. Uh, when you're just keeping them to yourself, they they look so big and so complicated. But when you just share that with someone and you just... Um, I don't know. Verbalize it. You you bring it to light, like like you like you said. It, in many situations, it just makes it feel so much less of a huge deal than than it was in in your head, and especially when you you hear that somebody somebody else says that, yeah, I know how it is. I I went through that as well, you know you you feel that you're you're not alone anymore and yeah it, you feel that it's possible to to overcome it and I, I i guess it's it's something similar right to what you just mentioned spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping cooking and cleaning up after each meal stress-free eating is just one click away this spring factors delicious meals range from calorie smart keto protein plus to vegan and veggie and they're ready in just two minutes customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle also discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast on-the-go lunch snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long Head to factormeals.com slash gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com slash gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Yeah, you worded that beautifully. Uh, that is true. And um, we can spread that feeling. You know, I believe that we all need a muse. We all need that trusted person, um, maybe a third party um, that that we can that can help us see what we don't see in the moment when we're stuck in our our own pain. Um, I I think, uh, yeah, like I said before, I I have one and. Um, I tell people I, I'm good at my job and I'm not bragging. I just, I, I'm good at my job. Uh, I do, I, I get people pretty well. I, I listen. I relate to people pretty well. I say I'm really good in conflict unless it's my own. 
because when it's my own, I can only see what I can see. And yeah. just to have the wisdom to get another perspective, it makes it smaller then because you're 100% right. It, it blows up to feel like it's, it's about us. We're flawed. It's, a, it's an attack on us. We're not good enough. I mean, the things that, that come with, um, with the conflict, just the, the side effects. And to have someone say, well, maybe it's this and it's this and this as well. Uh, there's a, just a whole different perspective that it's like, oh, okay, that, that wasn't so bad. And it makes sense now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, yeah, we see that when it comes to other people as well, like when, when they come to us with different kind of situations, uh, we we have a whole different perspective than, than they do because in many of the situations we are um, outside of the conflict, we are not uh, mm. so attached to, to being right or to um seeing things in a certain way or we're not that attached to some um some emotions that have to do with, with that conflict so of course that that helps us uh have a, a totally different perspective on on the conflict itself and um yeah i i think this is very powerful and i'm curious if uh if you feel like this is uh similar or if if this is the same in um, conflicts that have to do with the workplace? Oh, such a good question. I, I think you were reading my mind because in my head <laughs> I was relating. I was thinking about how it even relates to workplace. And I was thinking there's a couple things that typically go on in workplace. Uh, number one, we forget our colleagues are more than our work partners, I experience a lot of people in workplace not knowing anything about the other person. And in the absence of truth, um, our brains make up a story. So uh, my best example is a, is a group I worked with, um, a company I worked with, and they were, they all had a story. They told each other, you know, this person's on her Facebook all the time on her phone. She's always on social media. Well, the truth was when we sat down and said, okay, tell me about who you are, get to know them on a personal level after they worked together for years. Um, this person was on her phone because her father was in the hospital getting his leg amputated. Nobody mm -hmm. would have guessed that, right? So we make up yeah. stories about other people and uh, it, it's a quick and easy fix for our brains, but I don't know how we can ever get that story right. It is going to be a not true story. There might be pieces of truth in it, but it's not that person. So one thing it does is give people the opportunity um, to get to know each other a little better, uh, which again will just naturally give us more grace for each other. And then it's unsaid expectations very often. Um, it is not having a voice in what your workplace looks like. Um, nobody wants to be a robot. You know, we all want to feel like our, our opinions matter, our ideas matter, that we have some autonomy and you can create a workspace like that. Um, and then of course there's sometimes the people you just don't get along well with and that happens. I mean, I, <laughs> you have people that trigger you, you have people that, you know, you're, you're not going to get along equally well with everyone. But you can find a way to be respectful even to the people that you don't 
want to be best friends with? So the answer is yes and no. You're right. The interpersonal conflict, the ones, the relationships that matter the most, um, they're deeper. So they touch deeper things in us, but um, on a, on a, bigger level, they are similar. You know, all, all the conflicts are similar, I think. Yeah, definitely. I had a, I had a person say um, that their organization went through this and uh, I made myself available for when they're having a conflict that they feel they can't work through, you know, let me know and we'll work together, we'll mediate or coach, whichever's needed. And uh, after each of the employees had voiced what they'd been carrying and didn't have a place to talk about, one of them said to me, she said, if at any point in my former jobs, I would have had this service, I wouldn't have left. Because instead of getting so many problems built onto you that you feel like your only choice is to go, and don't we do that in relationships too? We get so (laughs) many problems pile up that we feel like the only solution is to leave. Instead of that, it's like, let's address the problems and then maybe we can stay. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Because... We circling back to what we just talked about in in the beginning of um, the interview. Um, when we are in conflict, we tend to forget about the the good things. We tend to forget about um, the the qualities that we appreciate about the other person, the the good things that we, uh, the good moments, the the good experiences that we had. And um, yeah, that's a pity in many situations. We tend to see people in a different way because of the conflicts and we tend to remain with that image of the other person. And it's sad, isn't it? You read my mind again. I was I was <laughs> writing down a, a thought that I was having while I was listening to you um, and you just leaned into it. And, and that was... One of the things that we do that serves no one as far as the relationship goes is um, we see the present from a lens of the past. And that is to say, you have something you want to talk about and you say, well, I know what he's going to do. I know what she's going to say. Because in 1984, she did this when this came up. And (laughs) I like your laugh. Um, But we do that all the time. Like, I can't go to my boss because I know what he'll say. No, you don't. You're living in the past. He said that before. He's not necessarily going to say that now. And by not giving him the opportunity, you are robbing him of an opportunity to be more than what you thought he was or to even learn and have changed because we all we all change we, we don't repeat the same thing and sometimes sometimes we have tendencies but still to not assume that again the worst you're assuming the worst with that and um you know you could even be honest enough to say you know i wanted to talk to you about this but a part of me is afraid that it'll turn out like it did last time so I just am hoping that it won't 
when I say, you know, uh, it really frustrates me when you come home late or whatever, whatever the issue is. Does that make sense? Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from Calorie Smart, Keto Protein Plus, to Vegan and Veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I, I was just thinking about an example. It's somehow outside of um, the scope of our conversation, but it, it led me to this. Um, at one point, uh, I went to a business um, event and there was this speaker that was a big business leader and um he he spoke at that event and he he was so arrogant and he was just um he didn't provide anything of value but and i got this image of him and i thought okay this is how he is and the next year at the same event he had completely changed and uh his speech was so valuable and so interesting and so charismatic and so and for me, it was so interesting to to see that it was the same person, and I could have said, "Okay, I I would just skip this uh, uh, this speech because, yeah, I know how he is. I know what he's capable of and what he'll uh, come and say." But actually, that that huge change was for me was something very interesting to to acknowledge and to see that people can change and. Even in just one year, he could be a, a really different person, and um, he he can change so much. And I think this is applicable in so many situations. Yeah, it's a beautiful story. So I would even throw in, in addition to that, maybe he didn't change in a year. Maybe he was just having a really bad day, mm, or yeah. maybe someone who helped him brief his speech was like, "Go in it like this," and that's not even who he is. You know, it's like, um, and maybe he did change over a year, but all we're having is that snapshot of that person. And our tendency is to draw a whole three-hour film based on a snapshot um, when we need to see all the snapshots to know what's going on, to be able to put them together. And it kind of goes back to, I mean, kudos to you for being brave enough to not assume it would be exactly the same and try it again. But it kind of goes back to seeing someone's worst moment and defining who will be with them and who they are based on that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's something that's, that's so powerful and um, yeah, I, I like to, 
to think in in my own conflicts uh okay uh did he or she eat well before <laughs> before us having mm -hmm. this conversation because i know uh i know that i do this whenever i i haven't eaten enough or i skipped uh breakfast or lunch or something i i know that i have a shorter fuse and it's easier for me to get mad for for simple things and uh getting conflicts even if they're not big but just small conflicts just because i didn't eat and it's it's funny but this is how we work at least this, this is how i work <laughs> oh everybody does we call that being hangry exactly yeah. <laughs> if you've heard okay. yeah um yeah. Yeah, maybe your, you know, shoulder's been hurting all night or you didn't sleep well or, you know, something happened with your children. I mean, it's it's hard to be pleasant all the time. And it's amazing the impact that it's just amazing when I hear you talking about how it, it impacts folks to see something negative that makes us not want to know, not lean into curiosity really have a hard time giving grace to that person um you know in full disclosure i'm a pretty easy to get along with i think my kids might disagree but um <laughs> but i have road rage <laughs> so mm. we have really heavy traffic and i'm always in a hurry and i i'm like why are these people doing this and that and i have to tell myself i have to remind myself that yeah, the, the person who cut me off or whatever, um, I don't know. I don't know that they're not going to the hospital uh, yeah. in a hurry. I don't I don't know. So I, I everything that I talk about, I have to practice. It's not none of this comes naturally to us. Our our natural instincts are to protect ourselves. Um, our natural instincts are to avoid being hurt. Uh, at all cost and whatever it takes to do that. And our natural instinct is to want to be right. But we have other instincts too. <laughs> we have a need to belong. You know, we have a need for relationship. We have a need for love. So we can't let, we just have to be aware of ourselves. Am I letting this need to be right, to have the last word, to whatever it is, have more weight in my relationships than than the connection you know what is the impact of what i'm going to do sometimes what we do is a is a quick fix with a long-term break you know mm. it feels good in the moment maybe to yell at someone but it doesn't feel good that next moment when you feel bad for doing it but you don't bridge that bad moment you know, so I always say I do want to I do want to say that when you hit a wall and that is fine, you said something I can't tolerate. We're done with conflict awareness, conflict resolution with help. You can turn and you can learn to do it on your own to turn that wall into a door. There is always the what next. OK, we said this to each other. It, it was awful for both of us. What do we do next? And I believe that's the step that's almost always missing. We hit the wall, we let the wall stay there, and we never address the what next to reconnect after that, to learn after that, and to grow after that. Yeah, this is such a great idea. And yeah, like like you said, 
we we build so many walls and we do that in in the relationships that actually matter most for us and i, I think that's that's fascinating because we care so much and uh, we want to connect to belong and still we <laughs> we we choose in many situations just to to be right or to uh, to feel good in the moment and I wanted to share something that I, I read in the book and um, I I love doing <laughs> so it's not that I don't get mad because a lot of people just think that I'm a really calm person <laughs> I do get mad uh, but in situations in which for instance I uh, the, the communication is through whatsapp or uh, email or some sort of writing I write the angry email <laughs> or the, the angry text. I let myself live that emotion and write whatever I feel that isn't right um, in, in the situation and in relation to me. But afterwards, I delete the, the part that isn't kind, that isn't, that is just my emotions bubbling up and uh, saying things that I, I might not want to um, to experience and to, to, to say to the other person when it comes to seeing the relationship from a higher standpoint and seeing the, the bigger picture. So, yeah, I, I love That's to do brilliant. it. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, so I remember, especially, you know, going through the divorce, and we'd have this big conflict. And, you know, I would write an email so sure of my rightness, that I was speaking truth, which to the person reading it would have sounded a lot like blame. But to me, it was like, I, I'm telling my truth. But if I went back and read it two days later, or I was like, ooh you know, then you can see it. So taking the pause, doing what you did, writing the, you know, what you're vehemently feeling in the moment, uh, writing that down so that it gets out of you and then destroying it. Um, I've done that a couple of times and I've been afraid I'm going to accidentally hit the send button because I wasn't <laughs> I smart that. enough not to put their email address <laughs> on the top of it. But um I also tell people, like, if you're having a hard time letting go of something, you're in a relationship and you're, you're having a hard time of letting go of some past hurt, that a way to do that, we need to symbolically let that go. Um, if, if we want to, we can continue to hold on to it. We could explore why you'd rather hold on to it than let it go. But if you want to let it go, writing it down and then burning the paper and watching this like picture all of the weight of that going up with the smoke. Um, I always say, don't, don't do it inside your house. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's effective. So find a symbolic way that you can let it go. For me, a tool that I developed uh, just came across a few years back. I was like, Oh, I wish I'd known this my whole life, especially around things I can't control. And that's most of life, right? We, we can only yeah. <laughs> barely control ourselves. We can't control, you know, what goes on around us. I would start in my imagination. I pictured this foggy kind of globe, you know, this mysterious looking kind of globe that has this, you know, fog inside of it. 
And I would put my concerns in there, what I can't control. You know, I'm afraid of this. I'm worried about this. I, there's nothing I can do about it. I would put that in and I would, in my mind, hand it out with my arm open to the universe and say, take this. Mm-hmm. Take this because I can't carry this. And yeah. it's crazy how the next right thing would come along. You know, it will come along if we stop looking for it. It, it was amazing to me. I, I still do it. And I tell people, you know, you might want to picture, you know, putting it into a bird and the bird flying off with it. Whatever will help you visually release some of this stuff. I mean, it works. It's crazy as it might sound it's it works and it helps us to be aware of what when we're trying to control something that is not ours to control you know yeah which (laughs) um we can't control the circumstances in our life and you know um things happen that we say aren't supposed to but that happen just because it's life Mm. um and our job, I think, is to control to whatever degree we can who we are in those circumstances. And that's a hard enough job. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factors delicious meals range from Calorie Smart, Keto Protein Plus, to Vegan and Veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Exactly, exactly. I love what you just said because it's so true and... Um, a lot of people talk about gratitude and how amazing it is to manifest all kinds of things and um, to to live a totally different life and um, so on and so forth. But I, I think, um, so one of the things that I love to, to speak about is the fact that we do have quite a lot of challenges and it's hard sometimes to be, to be grateful. And unless we do something like what you just mentioned to find a way to, to let thing, these things go and let them fly away we it's hard for us to make place for for gratitude and for for appreciation for other people or for our life in general so yeah i, I think it's um it's so true and um yeah we i believe we need to to be aware of this and to take this on and to not think that everything's gonna be uh, perfect once we practice gratitude and we'll we won't have any kind of challenges and any kind of conflicts but to embrace the fact that we will have challenges we will have conflicts and it's just about us me- mediating them uh, it's just about us 
finding ways to to deal with them better. You are exactly right in what you said about mediating them. That is that is exactly true. You have a tool with gratitude to help mitigate for the things that are life. Because as you said, life can sometimes be very challenging. It can sometimes be flat out hard. And gratitude is a tool um, that that helps helps mitigate for that. It empowers you to have options other than the bad thing that's happening to you. And, you know, I'm hearing you describe the effort to, to choose gratitude. And I'm thinking that with all of this, all of this conflict mitigation work, working things out between people in conflict, it's not easy, but it is easier than not doing it. Mm, So it's a short term in the moment, an hour, a week, whatever it takes to get through it, as opposed to this building up over a lifetime where it becomes a pile so big it seems and maybe is immovable, though it's never too late, but it, can, but it can be, you know, you might have to reset. You might not be able to unpack all that. So it's short-term work for long-term freedom versus not working in the short end and working a lot harder later. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it's it's similar to what you mentioned earlier about um reacting in a moment uh, to a conflict and conflict and sending a an angry email or message or mm-hmm. um, react just saying that something that feels good in the moment and feels that I'm right I'm, I I should say this to this person because I know that I'm right and I know that this is the truth mm-hmm. but actually hurting the the relationship itself. That's exactly right. And most of the time, we're not very proud of ourselves after we do that anyway. We yeah. might justify it pretty well, but deep down, we don't feel very good about that. In the moment, we do. Well, I guess I told him, but but about two minutes after that, when we've calmed down. And I, I think through all of this, there's been a reference to taking a pause, like when you're in the heat of feeling emotional and Anger is fine. We're, uh, I don't know if you know Thomas Hubel. Are you familiar um, with him, no. a mystic? Um, yeah, you, you would be interested in his work, I think. But he says, he and William Urey, uh, who's a mediator, famous mediator, wrote Getting to Yes and stuff. They said anger can be the fuel that moves something forward, or it can be the thing, the fuel that lights a match and burns everything up. So there is no shame in anger. I know a lot of people who think they're not supposed to feel angry. Of course, we're going to get our toes stepped on, but it's, it's what you do with that. So when you feel a lot of emotion to take a pause so that your brain, your brain can't work, right? You can't think through those things. It feels like an attack. Um, And take a pause and Get yourself back to where you can see more than your side again. You know, whether that takes 10 minutes or an hour, um, that's probably the the best tool you'll have. And then reflect on what was going on with you instead of what was going on with the other person. Exactly. I love that. I love that. 
So we're nearing the end of our time together and I wanted to ask you, where can our audience get in touch with you, get the book? Ah, the, the book is on um, making end of life decisions because as the, you know, been a registered nurse since I was 19, I don't practice in nursing anymore, but that's another thing. People ask me sometimes what I do for a living and I say, I talk about the two things no one wants to talk about, conflict and dying. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) we're going to have both (laughs) and we can do them better. So the, so the book is about having the conversations and uh, setting yourself and your family up to have that last chapter in your life. And it can happen at any age. Um, Be the ending that you want to have to your life story. So the book is how to live forever, a guide to writing the final story, final chapter of your life story. And that's available on Amazon and, and any, book sales. As for me, I'm Kim Best. You'll find me under Kimberly Best. Uh, and my company is Best Conflict Solutions. And that's at bestconflictsolutions.com. So I'm, if you have my name, you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for all of your wisdom and for uh, being so present and so open uh, in this uh, interview. I, I really appreciate you being on the Gratitude Podcast. I am truly grateful that I got to meet you and share space and time with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now.